You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to a Thursday edition of the Baseball Insiders. Good to be back with you. I am Adam Weiner, joined as always by fansided MLB insider Robert Murray, who I believe agrees with me, would have loved to have had more movement over the course of the last week to discuss. Even so, Robert, I know you know a couple of things that are moving behind the scenes, and I'm happy to have you on with me uh, so that I don't just have to make stuff up myself. How you doing, dude? I'm great, man. The uh, The market is still very boring. Uh, we do have good updates, though. Um, so hopefully we got something coming across the finish line at some point this week because this has been a giant snooze fest, and unless I am like misremembering, I think the biggest signings of the week so far are Hunter Dozier to the Angels and Austin Voth going to the Mariners. Um, not very exciting, but we, we're going to have – I think there's certain things that are getting somewhat closer. There's some progress, so um, maybe there's light at the end of the tunnel, but still I don't, antici- I, I don't anticipate the big boys uh, coming off the board anytime soon. So, Adam, how are you? I am good. We did get a uh, Yariel Rodriguez to the Blue Jays yesterday, which I think was, there we go. was long ruined. And we'll talk about that and, and the ripple effects as well as the teams that did not get him and the epidemic of relievers being viewed as starters by teams this offseason. We were told the dam might break after Otani, then after Yamamoto, then after the arbitration deadline. Now it's Blake Snell and Jordan Montgomery holding things up. We'll talk about them. Is Jordan Montgomery's next deal at the mercy of this TV contract? What is Snell's market? What's materializing anywhere? Plus, the Yankees and Marcus Stroman actually went down. Dylan Cease's market, the relievers, and a crowd Q&A, as always, fueled by our all-stars and then you folks in the comments. Today's show is sponsored, first and foremost, by DraftKings. They're offering a fantastic sign-up bonus for baseball fans and new users. You can place a $5 first bet on anything to instantly claim $150 in bonus bets. You will be rewarded with a separate no-sweat single-game parlay every single day when you opt in. I used one last week to bet some NFL. Guess what? I lost because I suck at this, but you won't. The best part is that you will receive both rewards even if your first bet loses. When you join DraftKings, make sure to sign up with our code BASEBALLINSIDER. Using our code BASEBALLINSIDER not only gets you these great bonuses, but it also directly supports our podcast. If you've been considering signing up for DraftKings, 
Make sure to use the code BASEBALLINSIDER to maximize your first bets and parlays. This offer is only available to new customers who are 21 plus and physically present in legal gambling states. Please remember to always gamble responsibly. Check the episode description for the full terms of the offer to see if you qualify. Uh, our producer, Sean, is asking if I bet on the Cowboys. I didn't. I, in fact, bet on all of the wrong Philadelphia Eagles passing certain yardage markers. So Quez Watkins learned to catch one extra pass, buddy. Uh, and uh, who else did I blow? It's some other people in that game. I'd, oh, Mike Evans, you're going to catch three balls in that game and win? Are you kidding me? Six and a half is easy. Come on, give me six and a half. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, Adam, that, that was your you, – you made two mistakes here. One, you, you made a mistake relying on the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, that's just a disaster. And plus, Quez Watkins, I mean, come on. I You should ask me for advice on that one because, yeah, he, uh, he said he was waiting for the call uh, from – he just wanted an opportunity, and yet yeah. he just let the thing go to do not disturb. It was just absolutely terrible. Um, Quez got me. A, Quez got me. Yeah, he got you. I'm, I'm a I'm a diehard Birds fan. That game infuriated me. I still can't believe they lost 32 to nine. What a poverty franchise. Oh, I was I watching. Uh, I mean, I was away. I was watching with the Philadelphia portion of my family. All the in-laws coming back. That night we watched the game. How many people went to bed before the end of the game? You may ask everybody. I went to bed at the five minute mark too. When it was 32, I went, yeah, I think I'm good. I had an early morning on Tuesday. So we, we called it quits. Um, but yeah, hopefully, look, I can't guarantee it, but hopefully everyone else's bets and your second chance bets will be better than mine. Of course, this show is also uh, can't go more than five minutes without mentioning the discord, which is where our all-star questions are coming from today, which is where a lot of you folks in the comments are coming from. I hear in the comments section and comments on every show after we're done, hey, how do I join this Discord that you guys are talking about, that everyone in the comments is saying is so good? Uh, become a member of the YouTube channel. That's how it's done. Join at either the rumor mill level where you get to ask Robert questions between shows or the all-star level, same deal, private channel, priority questions answered on this show, on this stream, and a private stream, which I'm happy to announce is going to be next Tuesday, January 23rd, 5 p.m. Eastern time. We'll keep the All-Stars posted. We told them we would uh, keep them, uh, you know, we, we'd announce it on this show and we'll lock that in in the channel. So everyone in the All-Star channel, keep us posted and we'll get you further information. And of course, that will be recorded for All-Stars who can't make the show, but we can't recommend it highly enough. Uh, unlike Quez, we actually answer the call. That, no, that we do. I, I, we put a lot of time into the Discord. we got a great community there. I try to drop as much information as I can in that Discord. And unlike uh, Jed Hoyer and the 29 other GMs, we do not sleep in that Discord. That thing is going till 2 a.m. That thing is going pretty crazy uh, at all hours of the day. I, I'm, the free agent market is going to heat up at some time soon. And I know what the Discord is now. I can only imagine what it's going to be like when the market goes crazy. So this is as good a time to join as any and could not recommend more because that's where you have insider access to both Adam and I. And yeah, I think ready to dive into this thing, Adam. What do you think? Yeah, let's go. I mean, I know everyone in the Discord is hungry. Believe us, we are as well. Uh, we'll go with the big names that have yet to sign first, I think, just because um, – Interesting suppositions about Jordan Montgomery. I think um, a lot of us, myself included, have sort of penciled him into the Rangers next year and going forward, although nothing can be settled there until the Rangers have clarity about their future payroll. Uh, so I guess two-part question there. Is it fair to connect the two teams at this point, even though, you know, obviously nothing is set in stone and it's just rumors? 
And uh, part two, someone in the comments just asked uh, about maybe uh, Rosie asked about Jordan Montgomery potentially deferring money to ease some financial pressure if he does want to go to the Rangers. Is that a possibility? Are we just at this point, uh, the two sides holding hands and waiting things out? Or could that market grow again for Montgomery? Yeah, I think the Montgomery market is something to definitely um, – it's not – Hater to Houston's not done. That's – I want to make that abundantly clear. Um, that's I just saw that t- the tweet from Ken Rosenthal. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Um, yeah, but I'll, I'm sending plenty of texts on that one as we speak. But as far as Montgomery goes, um, that is a case where I think the Rangers make a whole lot of sense there, and they have a clear need for another starting pitcher, especially with Scherzer and Degrom's sideline with injuries. They need a, a, another frontline guy. He's someone that succeeded in, in Texas. He's a proven playoff guy and he wants to go back and he, he likes Texas. And when you have a, both a fit where it makes sense for the team, the team likes the player and then the player likes the team and he likes the city. Um, that's often a case for where deals are going to be made. And that I think ultimately my, if you had to ask me right now um, that I think Montgomery has a good shot of going to Texas, Um, but there's still going to be plenty of other teams involved here. I don't think it's just a one horse race here. And the fact that he's still unsigned at this point um, says a lot to me. And it's, it's, it also just says that um, it's not just Texas. There's other teams that are going to be involved and Scott Boris is the agent. And as you know, when Scott Boris is the agent, things are unpredictable. So while all the, all signs point, or at least publicly, uh, or link Montgomery to Texas, you can't rule anything out. But I think they're in a good spot, especially once that TV deal is gets done. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We might as well pivot from Snell and Montgomery to Hayter quickly, just off the top. Obviously, we don't know anything, and Robert is scoping this out. Uh, and Ken Rosenthal tweet is also not that a deal is done. It's just that the Astros, uh, per Ken Rosenthal and Chandler Rome as well, are pushing hard. Uh, Heyman, again, also just tweeted the Astros are trying for star closer Josh Hader. Uh, This makes all the sense in the world for an Astros team that's been silent all offseason. And for a hater market that hasn't really materialized, you know, we've heard, Robert, you said the Dodgers are in, but not at 100 million. We know hater is someone who sought to set the relief contract record. Uh, maybe Houston can provide that. The Phillies feel like a fit. The Dodgers feel like a fit at a certain price. But the Astros haven't extended themselves at all this offseason. 
and lost uh, potentially Hector Neris and Phil Maton from that bullpen. And uh, replacing those guys with Josh Hader would be a pretty uh, headline-grabbing way to do that. You know, we thinned out the middle of the bullpen, but, oh, we added potentially the best closer in baseball. Um, even if we can't, you know, speculate, say it's close, we know at least that the Astros are making a push here. Uh, how do you feel about that push? Instant reaction. Instant reaction to the push. The tush push. Yeah, and with Hater, I had a note in my notes column about Hater earlier. Is that teams have done medical work on Hater, and they say that he has one of the clearest and one of the best medicals that they've reviewed uh, in recent memory. And I think a large part of that is his usage and how he's just taking care of his arm off and on the field. And if you look at his numbers, he has not thrown more than one inning in a regular season game since 2019. And he's taken, he's been very adamant about doing and only pitching one inning. And we saw it last year and it upset a lot of different Padres fans when he made those comments. But I'm told once he ends up securing this long-term deal, um, he is going to end up being open to pitching more than one inning. He's, he's going to be open to different usage. And for me, if you're looking at Hayter, there are so many teams that make sense for a guy like this. Houston makes a ton of sense. And that was something that I had heard last night was that Houston was involved in Hater in that market. And um, there's also other teams that make sense for Hater too, like the Texas Rangers. If they don't end up getting Montgomery, they could use a guy for the ninth inning for sure. Philadelphia to me has always made sense. The Cubs make sense. I think probably not at the current price that he's going to end up being at now. Um, but I'll, I'll tell you, like the Hater market to me, he is someone that, should absolutely if i was running a team that's the kind of guy i would want on my on my team in terms of a player he's about as dominant of an arm as you'll find in the ninth inning um and you'd basically know when you're handing him the ball that you're gonna end up closing the game and, and sealing it and i to me if houston is able to get it done then props to him or props to the to the astros because uh, they needed to do something once Kendall Graveman went down with an injury and getting Hader would be just ginormous. And I know there's also been other relievers that they've considered too, for sure. And one of them has been Hector Neris. I will say that th- the report about him seeking three years for 50 million is total bullshit. That's, that's, uh, that's no, that was not accurate at all. Uh, he is not seeking three years for 50 million. Um, but Hader is just one of the options that the Astros are considering. And, According to Rosenthal, at least, they're making a push. So we'll see where it ends up. Well, no Major League Baseball team has more haters than the Houston Astros right now. So signing the closer hater would make perfect sense. Give him one more. Um, well, let's pivot back to Snell before we know more here. Um, got uh, you know We were going to talk relief market. I'm glad we were able to move that up in the show uh, because that's a pretty concrete update. We'll chase that one as we can. Uh, but a few starters making headlines, and, and Blake Snell is the one that's confused me a little bit. I've seen sort of, uh, I've seen a little bit of absurdity here. Um, that Bill Madden of the Daily News reported that Snell's camp was seeking two hundred seventy million dollars, which you know perked up my antenna as just like, uh, there's no way. Like obviously, we know that he's looking at a big number, but that number felt so big it felt like it was leaked by a, maybe a jilted team that wanted him to lower his price. Who knows? Um, but hearing 270 after hearing 200 uh, and knowing that Snell doesn't necessarily have a market at this moment in time, we heard the Yankees offered him, but that same day they signed Marcus Stroman. Uh, so I think my question is, 
can we expect the Snell price to come down a bit? And are any teams in anywhere near this rumored current price? Yeah, the the Snell reports have been all over the place because you see that one from Bill Madden saying 270 and then Bob Nightingale saying 240. And I, I feel comfortable saying that it, his ask at this point probably starts with a two. And I just don't know what team is going to to get to that level. And there are just like Snell is he's obviously two-time Cy Young Award winner, really talented dude coming off of an awesome season with the Padres and is set to just absolutely cash in here in free agency. But teams have concerns. And um, I mean, he hasn't like he's got any um just different questions that surround him. And I I'm really uncertain of what that contract eventually looks like. And then also what um, what teams are going to end up being involved. Because you can make the case, like a team like the Giants could make a lot of sense. Uh, although that being said, um, now that they have Jordan Hicks and they plan on using him as a starting pitcher, I don't think that's going to end up being a fit anymore. And I didn't really think that was a fit to begin with just because of his walk rate. And that's, that's something that I would think um, would, would scare um, San Francisco. And that's something they just shied away from. But you look at the possibility of maybe the Mariners. Um, this is like, I want to just stress, this is not me reporting anything, Yeah. but they trade, they obviously traded Robbie Ray. They shedded that salary. And obviously they ended up taking some back with, from the giants trade here. Um, but there's a, there's a need for a potential another starting pitcher. He's from the Seattle area. Would he end up taking a bit of a discount to go to Seattle? That's not in the Boris playbook. I want to make that abundantly clear. That's not in the Boris playbook. Something I've considered because at this point, there's just not that many like that strong of options for for Snell at this point, at least publicly that we've seen or we've seen linked. I just I don't know. That's one of the more confusing ones. And I think Boris is going to have his work cut out for him because everything I've heard as far as Blake Snell, as far as um, like Matt Chapman, as far as Cody Bellinger, none of them are close to signing. And it's just this could end up extending even to February. Uh, and that's. It's a very scary place for this for agent market at this point, you know. I know that Seattle is where I'd want him to be if you let me draft the teams that I would hope that Blake Snell would end up on. Uh, but yeah, we are really stuck here. And I, I liked him as a Yankees fit too when I thought, hey, you know, market's not materializing. Maybe go ahead and get him for three years, 90, three years, 100. But when you really think about it, he's coming off a Cy Young award. He's not going to get a chance to cash in again that's a tempting AAV and maybe if the market really craters, he'd go for it. But three years of security, it's going to take a really dead market to get Blake Snell to commit to something like that, which is why uh, Marcus Stroman is a Yankee. Essentially uh, Marcus Stroman became a Yankee uh, about a week ago. We did not expect that to occur. Uh, the deal is very team friendly, just 18 and a half million per year with some sort of a conditional player option for the third year making less money than Lucas Giolito will be this year. Based on the way that the market was trending for pitchers, where Giolito gets that princely sum and Frankie Montas gets $16.5 million after an inning and a third last year or whatever it was, I would have expected Stroman to get 22-23 annual. Uh, I am very surprised that this is where the number landed. But after so much back and forth between him and the Yankees and the Yankee fans, it seems like he really did want to go there all along. Yeah, and um, there was different things that I had heard throughout the offseason with Stroman and that there was some people who were saying that 
Um, he had a strong preference to be on the West Coast or just, just to be in New York. That was something that I had heard predominantly throughout the entire offseason. But a lot of my basis for how just skeptical I was for Stroman's fit with the Yankees came from his comments about the organization and then Cashman's comments about Stroman years ago. And it just did not seem like that would end up being a fit there at all. But the Yankees, Joel Sherman put it in a really good way. He said that the Yankees were desperate and it forced them to look at options that they probably would be uncomfortable looking at. And I think Stroman was one of them for sure. Cause I mean, because of that history. And then if you also look at, they ended up saying that Jordan Montgomery was not going to be part of their playoff rotation two years ago. And then they traded him, and now they were apparently pursuing him up until then. And I don't know if they're still in there or not at all. I, I wouldn't think so, but I guess you don't know at this point. But yeah. um, the, the the terms like you, they really caught me off guard. And I think that was a big reason why this deal was able to get done for the Yankees, because that was a very team-friendly deal. That was something that I know surprised a lot of different people in baseball when the terms were the terms were sent or terms were reported at least. And it was a good deal for the Yankees. Stroman is clearly serious about um, being in New York. He's clearly serious about being like a key part to this Yankees team. And if I'm the Yankees, I continue to put my foot on the gas pedal. You can't just stop here at Juan Soto, Marcus Stroman. You got to keep adding. Yeah, you either look at because I know one area they've been active in is is the bullpen market. Mm -hmm. And if you look at the bullpen market for them, I think you could still make the case for more. Uh, rotation depth. I know they ended up adding uh, Luke Weaver as well, um, but I still think you could use as many arms as possible, upgrade the lineup even more too. Uh, they can't stop here, but um, the Stroman deal was a good one for the Yankees. It was team friendly, and I think it allows them to for more room to spend um, on the roster here for sure. I'm surprised by the comments that Stroman has been hurt and trending down. Why is it hard to understand the price? I think it's hard to understand because the market dictated Lucas Giolito is worth $20 million and, and Montas is worth 16 and a half. But I also think it's hard to understand because Stroman was the best pitcher in the National League in the first half of last year. He got injured in the second half and was bad. That's true. But I, I don't know if I'd call that trending down. He was having his best season in years. Then he got hurt and he fell off the map. So uh, he's got a long way to go to regain trust in New York. I was at the Knicks game last night. Marcus Strowman was one of the stars at the game in Celebrity Row. He got booed. Uh, so he's going to have to pitch well or else it's not going to go well for him in New York City. Same with Alex Verdugo. But Verdugo's in a walk here. Strowman's got at least two here pending a surprising trade. And we'll see if him and Cashman uh, have truly buried the hatchet and if he's able to transfer that hatchet burying to the rest of the fan base. Uh, but you're right. The Yankees probably shouldn't be done. Uh, neither should... Uh, several Ryan Giolito is one of the best pitchers in the AL in the first half of last year what happened in the second half same thing that happened to Marcus Stroman Giolito gave up 41 homers last year I mean you know if, if you're gonna ding uh Stroman but not ding Giolito just think about maybe dinging both of them for bad second halves um important to note that uh Dylan Cease who could be a significant upgrade for a team like the Yankees for a team looking to strengthen their rotation uh Buster Olney sort of calmed down the trade momentum today he sort of said he's essentially off the market in anticipation of talks re-engaging midseason I guess it's important to know what are you hearing here because we've obviously backed off the cease rumors in recent weeks on this show yeah and I'll I think what only said has some truth to it for sure I don't think he's off the market because that's just not 
I don't think that's how the, the White Sox are operating at this point. They're not going to take them off the market and um, and risk not getting like because they obviously when you look at what Chris Getz said the other day, he ended up saying that he doesn't know if a trade will happen now. He doesn't know if a trade will happen in May. He doesn't know if a trade will happen at the deadline. There was one option that he ended up keeping off and not listing and that it was keeping Dylan C's altogether. And that to me suggested that a trade is going to happen. It's just a matter of when, not if. And I'm of the belief that it's probably it's trending toward unlikely this offseason. And I think a midseason trade is probably more likely. And that's, I mean, figure you're going to end up having, they, they run risks in doing that. Obviously, you have some teams that possibly could jump out of the Dylan C sweepstakes just because they're going to be out of the postseason race. And there's also a risk of him getting hurt. But there could be a team that overpays that wants to go all in in the middle of the season. And I think to me, it's with two years left on his contract, I think Chris Getz is making a good move not rushing this because you're not going to trade a guy just to trade him, especially when he's making eight million bucks. I mean, that makes him an extremely valuable asset and they shouldn't rush it. They're not going to rush it. And I give Chris Getz props for always handling this offseason because he made a a really good trade moving Aaron Bummer um, to the Braves, getting, what, five players back. And then he's also made some other good moves. They've up, tried to really focus on upgrading the defense and then also upgrading um, the, the the veteran leaders around the team. And Maldonado is going to be a good job at doing that. But they want to trade some other players on their roster. I think Cease is top of that list, but they're just they're not going to rush it. Yes, and lots uh, lots more movement still ahead of us, and, and Chris Getz has had an active offseason. Some are surprised that it hasn't been quite active enough uh, with Eloy Jimenez, rumors that a, a slow boil, and Luis Robert not really discussed, but obviously there's a ways. Michael Kopech, you know, there are plenty of assets there for a team that's stuck uh, so far in the mud. Um, I want to get to a few all-star questions now from the Discord, especially because I'm seeing some similar themes jump off in the comments uh this one is from adam hunter in the discord who i think i see in the comments here on the show um we wanted to talk about the jays a little bit anyway because of yariel uh i was personally wondering what was next for them and and uh so is adam uh so you know the jays and pirates are the two teams that were most strongly connected to rodriguez toronto makes that plunge offers him an opportunity to start theoretically or at least compete for a role in the rotation, uh, that's potentially a very strong deal for them at a very low AAV, just $8 million for a Cuban import who made his hay in Japan. What are you hearing about the direction that the Jays might go in from here? And uh, we, I know we have a lot of Pirate fans, so just as a follow, do they have a regroup in their bones as well? Yeah, as far as the Jays go, like the Ariel Rodriguez signing was – was a good one and they're not going to rush him. They're going to end up making sure that he's um, that they, they move him along at a good rate and they just don't, they just don't want to rush him because they view him as a key part to this roster in 2024 and beyond. And the commitment underscores that for sure. And to me, they can't be done. They got to continue making moves. They got to add at least another bat or two to me. I, if I was running that team out, I would, I would sign two bats um because that that lineup desperately needs it in my opinion and 
after that, maybe you try to upgrade the bullpen as well because you're gonna you're losing Jordan Hicks uh, this offseason here. Now that he's gone to the Giants, um, but to me, the the Jays can't be done because if you go from pursuing Shohei Otani and Juan Soto to missing out on or to end up um, just signing Yariel Rodriguez, Kevin Kiermaier, Isaiah Connor Falefa, that's a pretty underwhelming offseason. They got to keep the foot on the gas pedal. I anticipate that they will. And I would be pretty surprised if they don't leave the soft season with another bat or two. I feel pretty decently confident with that. Uh, as far oh, we should I just dump, jump into the Pirates here? Yeah, jump into the Pirates because our friend Canyon in the Discord did ask. I was going to ask anyway, Canyon, I promise. But I do see that you had that in the All-Star chat. So let's talk about the Pirates as well. Yeah, they are continuing to talk uh, with a bunch of different for agent pitchers. And I would not get your hopes up for it being like a – a true difference maker. I think at this point, that's going to be more of an upside swing because as reported that some guys that they were on for sure, or Imanaga, they were in on Yariel Rodriguez. They were in on Shamanaya. They were in on those three pretty heavy. And I think now it's just going to be more of an upside swing. And maybe they end up splurging for another guy in the market. I don't know who that would be, but it's not going to be a Blake Snell. It's not going to be a Jordan Montgomery or anything like that. That's those guys are going to be too expensive, but um, I, I think upside swings for sure, and we'll see from there. And maybe they add another bat or so, but it's I would not get your hopes up for that much, um, that much more activity here for the Pirates, if I'm being honest. I see a couple people in the comments asking about the next two teams I was going to focus on, which is what we call good synergy. So, uh, Josh W in the all star chat, we've ignored the Brewers on the past few shows, and I do feel bad about that. Uh, so Josh in the All-Star chat is asking if they've been linked to any free agents other than Carlos Santana. Uh, Mitch just asked if Brewers were in on Hoskins. Brandon just asked any Brewers first base, third base updates. So we got the Brew crew in the comments today. Um, and if any Milwaukee people want to suggest restaurant options for me, uh, restaurants and bars, I think I'm going to Milwaukee this summer for the first time. So please hop into my DMs afterwards. But to answer our All-Stars and, and our commenters' questions, uh, let's just do Brewers market in general. Uh, you know, have they been connected to anyone beyond Santana that you've seen? Yeah, the Brewers are for now, they're serving the first base market and Carlos Santana is a player that they've talked to. I don't really like one thing that I'm skeptical with is like, as far as his contract goes, he made $6.7 million last year. He's probably going to be due for a raise here in, in free agency, considering the year that he's ended up coming off of, to me, I think he, to me, I think they're going to end up going in a different direction. And this is just speculation. This is just me. Like, this is how I feel with the Brewers is whenever they've tried to do stuff at first base, they've gone with a lower cost option. And that to me, like it wouldn't suggest Santana, who I think will probably get maybe 8 million. That's just a total guess by me, but they'll probably go for a cheaper alternative so they can spend that money elsewhere on the roster. I think a guy that makes a lot of sense and one that they have expressed interest in is, is Gary Cooper. And I had a scout. I, so I found out that the brewers were interested in Cooper. Nothing is close there by any means, but I found that out and I asked the scout, like, what do you think Cooper's fit in Milwaukee would be? And he's like, look at where he's played in his career. He's played in Miami. And then he's also played in, in San Diego and like not exactly the easiest ballparks to hit in for sure. 
Milwaukee is very hitter friendly. And the scout thought that he could end up hitting about 20 to 25 homers in Milwaukee. And if you're getting him for cheap, he was came up in the Brewers organization. So this would be a bit of a homecoming for him. I think that would make a lot of sense for the crew there. And I know there's people here that are asking about Hoskins and, and the Brewers. I would not get your hopes up there because he's probably going to end up making probably more than double of what Santana's going to get. So um, would not get your hopes up there. But I, if I'm if I'm know the Brewers well enough, and I think I do, no, um, it'll it'll be a cheaper alternative there at first base, and then we'll spend it elsewhere. Um, but one thing that they've done in the past is, let's say there's been a free agent who's lingered out in the market for a while. Let's say a Jackie Bradley Jr. or Mike Moustakas years ago. Uh, they've swooped in at the last second to pick them up. And if there's ever a market where there's going to be players lingering around spring training, it's now. So um, it's not me. I'm, I'm not trying to suggest the Brewers are going to do that, but they, they have that in their arsenal for sure. And um, I guess with Milwaukee, especially now, you never really know, but I think it'll be a cheaper alternative at first base. Well, as Jason mentioned, Bobby Dahlbeck is making the league minimum and we could continue that Red Sox first base to Brewers first base pipeline. Uh, Travis Shaw paved the path. Bobby D could plow right down it. Um, beyond the halo in our all-star chat asked about angels updates, specifically the bullpen market. Are they after top guys or lesser guys? Coincidentally, we've got a lot of angels people right here. Michael JS, anything close beast, LOL angels news. It just keeps aligning. So have you heard anything about the angels that you could share bullpen market specific or otherwise? Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you like, what what Ken Rosenthal reported that the Angels are a little bit leery about adding a DH is accurate. Um, but they have continued to have conversations with infielders, outfielders, starting pitchers, relievers. They're casting a very wide net here in free agency. It's what they do. It's what Perry Manassian has done since he's taken over as general manager. But I have not heard of anything close there. And I know they ended up adding Hunter Dozier uh, earlier today on a minor league deal. That was um, it was an upside swing and it gives them depth at third base should Anthony Rendon go down with another injury. So, I mean, I guess you can't necessarily knock them for that, but as far as the angels go with Artie Marino, you never really know. Um, he could be leaning one certain direction one night and then he'll go to bed and he'll wake up feeling like making a splash in free agency. He's just super unpredictable, but I would not like they're, they're I would expect them to add players here in free agency for sure. Um, like that's just a given, but I truly don't anticipate them adding a big name unless the prices for a guy like a Blake Snell or a Jordan Montgomery come down. Um, that, that to me is when I think they could strike, but the prices are just so high right now that I don't think they're going to touch 200 million bucks for Blake Snell. I will hit a one last all-star question here too, from Rich, uh, asking about your, uh, San Diego Padres and AJ Preller. Uh, he knows Preller explores everything, but is curious what you're hearing as realistic options for the Padres in both the outfield and pitching market. I'll be honest. I didn't think we were going to get to this point in the offseason with so many players still applicable here. Like usually you're scraping the bottom of the barrel at the end of January for realistic options, but there are still some pretty studly realistic options. So anything you are hearing about the Padres pursuits? I, I'll tell you, I have talked to, a few different people who have been in contact with the Padres and they just get the feel that it's just all quiet and just really just a case of like that they may not spend this off season, which is a really, it's a unique thing uh, for AJ Prowler because he's been the most aggressive GM 
in baseball by far in terms of spending money and trading players. And, but I don't get the feel that they're going to end up doing a whole lot. And it's going to frustrate a lot of fans there because they have a really talented roster still and they need outfield help real bad. And they, they could use more pitching too, for sure. But I just don't, I would not anticipate a big swing there unless something changes. Uh, but I will say there's one player that I think would be a really good fit for the Padres. You know, this is something that I had someone bring to my attention the other day. Adam Duvall. I think Adam Duvall would be an awesome fit for the Padres. Uh, I don't know if they're, I don't know if they're involved or not, but I think Duvall would make a lot of sense there. Um, but my guess is he probably goes elsewhere, but I guess you never really know. Hey, now he is a Duvall star. Uh, thanks so much for running through all of those all-star questions. If you want to be a member of the all-star channel, get a private zoom with Robert and I just join the YouTube channel, become a member, choose the all-star tier. If you just want to get into the rumor mill, get into that level of the discord, two different membership levels that you can join us at here on the baseball insiders. Uh, I'm about ready to wrap up the show today. Of course, Robert, is there anything else from the notebook that we haven't mentioned that you want to get out of your system before we go? Yeah, I'll tell you, like there was one thing that I had where I ended up talking to, I talked to Brent Suter last night, who's on vacation right now. And he was telling me, cause I was, I was asking him, um, the Cubs were involved and I asked him just how, um, I just asked like what that decision was like for him. And for what I ended up gathering for Suter is that going back to Cincinnati where he's from, was something that was really important to him. And he said he's played in a lot of different seasons and he has never, not even close, looked forward to a season as much as this one. And going and reuniting with Craig Council was something that was really intriguing to him. He called him one of the best people and managers in baseball and someone that he absolutely loves. Um, but going to Cincinnati was just a too good to be true opportunity. And he's already talking about getting the teammates together, having them over at the house to, for cookouts or whatever. And I thought that was a really cool deal. And Suter is one of the single best people that I've ever come across in baseball. So I'm happy for him to go back to Cincinnati. Uh, someone that, um, yeah, I, I'll always root for that guy. Like as a, as a writer, you can't root for guys, but like I'll always root for Brent Suter because uh, he's always been really good to me. And we here at the Baseball Insiders wish him nothing but the best. Now he's back home. Well, Suter, I'll be there at Cincinnati for opening day. So hook me up if you've got uh, something, uh, something I can't miss there either. I'm just, I'm just asking everybody for suggestions. Trying to do a little baseball tour this year. Hopefully, uh, those are two spots, Milwaukee and Cincinnati, where I definitely will be at. Uh, sorry, Cubs fans, RIP to you. Not really. Brent Suter's happy. You should be happy for him as well. Uh, well. That is it for today's edition of the Baseball Insiders. We'll get you all we can get you next week. We'll be right back here on Monday afternoon, 3.30 Eastern. Keep posted in the Discord uh, and uh, turn your notifications on and know when we're going live, but we're going to try standard Monday, Thursday, 3.30 Eastern next week, as well as the All-Star Private Zoom Tuesday, 5 o'clock Eastern time. More details to come in the channel. Uh, Joe Sway asking, uh, if there was anything on the Padres, there certainly was. Circle back just a couple of minutes. You'll get some Padres nuggets as well as a good fit from Robert. Harrowing day in my household today. Uh, Robert asked me if I wanted to mention this on the show. Of course I do. Um, my dog woke up very sick today. I was very nervous all morning. Took him to the vet. Uh, had to rush around. Wasn't expecting to do that. The prognosis? Eight weed off the street. My dog is high. <laughs> the other room. 
he was shot up with a lot of chemicals. He's smiling. He's having a great day. Maybe the best day of his life. Um, but if you ever see some concerning symptoms that you think could be something very dangerous, um, make sure to take a, your dog to the doctor and have the vet tell you that, no, actually, he just ate marijuana from the road. We had some snowstorms on the East Coast. <laughs> And I was worried about him maybe eating some rock salt, you know, the use salt to melt the ice. I was like, oh, man, did he eat that? That's poison. Yeah. Uh, no, marijuana. Uh, so just uh, <laughs> you think your dog's eating a stick or you think your dog's eating a little piece of wood. Uh, do a double check. Get it out of your dog's mouth. Don't be like me. That's a PSA from the Baseball Insiders to you. No, I'll tell you that all-time story. I'm just glad your dog is okay because that is – I've never heard of a story quite like that. I've heard of him getting in the cookie jar or something but never eating marijuana. That, no. Yeah, my dog is so my dog is so high right now. He thinks Nick Sirianni is the right coach for the Eagles moving forward. Oh God! Oh, he really is baked. Holy cow, dude! Oh, he don't want to get me on started on that one. I'm on. I'm full on the board of uh, Bill Belichick or Mike Vrabel or Brad Johnson to, fill, Mike, to yeah. Philadelphia. Vrabel is a good one, but dude, we need we need the birds to we need them to do something because that offense was absolutely pathetic. That was I legitimately got an ulcer watching how bad that thing was. What the oh. I'm a Vrabel. I'm a Vrabel guy. The Eagles offense was the 2024 MLB offseason of offenses in that playoff game. But hopefully more to come, more to come around the corner from both the offseason, the Eagles. And uh, hopefully my dog shakes it off and is back to normal. I'll bring him on the show next week if he's feeling all right. If he's not, I will not. He's still high. If he went back for seconds, he will not be appearing on the show. But otherwise, uh, I'll give him a little cameo. Um Thanks for joining us on the Baseball Insiders today. As always, needed this moment of levity, of course. More off-season updates to come next week. For those of you who are loyal viewers, listeners, we thank you. Producer Sean, we thank you. Producer Joanne, uh, we thank you as well. Hunter, thanks for everything. Uh, shout out to everybody who makes this show uh, churn. And uh, shout out to you, of course, Robert. Show does not exist without you. No, I I appreciate you, good sir. You're the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Weinrib. And we will see everyone next week. I am going to Vegas for a bachelor party, so I could be in shambles next week. So pray, uh, pray for my liver, and hopefully we can. Hopefully we got ourselves a some scoops coming because I'm uh, I'm working on some stuff. <laughs> well, we can all use it. We'll keep tracking you. Uh, turn your Twitter notifications on for Robert if you don't have them. And turn your YouTube notifications on. Join us here next week to wrap up the weekend. For Robert Murray, I am Adam Weiner. Take care, everybody. We'll see you next week. Thank you, everybody.